Today's episode is brought to you by Olive Branch Bookkeeping. Do you have a pulse on where your finances stand in your business? If you're not tracking your income and expenses, how do you know when to make decisions in your business that are critical to your profitability? Olive Branch Bookkeeping is here to help you take charge of your business and financial future. Click on the link in the show notes to get in touch with them today. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner, and today we're going to be discussing IQ versus EQ. I'm excited. Before we get into that, though, uh, I just want to remind you guys, especially if you're new to the show, go check out our Facebook group. It's called The Wealthy Entrepreneur, and it's a group that supports realtors, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And we wanted to build a community that really ties into the conversations we have here on the podcast and collaborate with you guys. We want your input. So, Yeah, it's the idea that wealth means a lot more than money. And all too often, that's what a lot of us focus on or think about. So if you like to network with other like-minded people that have had similar struggles or business owners that can provide insight to you on some of these topics, not only Andy and I check out the links in the show notes because we would love to have you part of that Facebook group. Yeah. All right. So let's discuss IQ versus EQ. Well, this is something I've been doing a ton of podcast guest, um, you know, show I've been a guest on many podcasts and we've been talking specifically about this. I actually did a webinar for Virtuance, which is a national um, company as well. And then also for Realtor.com recently. And um, for a couple of really, really large MLSs, I've been asked to talk about this concept a lot. And I thought, well, we should talk about it on the on the show because clearly it's interesting to people yeah, and it's something um, that we don't really learn about at all in our education, you know, high school, college, um, and, or really in even business education. And certainly as an entrepreneur, oftentimes we're navigating this without much experience or, or um, education. Um, navigating business. Navigating business in general. So we tend to gravitate towards um, IQ, which is, essentially being the best that we can be in business, learning the skills of our business, our trade, our career, the service we provide, the product. And yes, that's extremely important. IQ is very important, but it really is not going to be what moves the needle forward. The most successful people have talked about their emotional intelligence being as important or more important than their actual IQ, than their actual knowledge of the business that they're growing. And so I think it's a really interesting concept because it is really what probably will hold business owners back. It can kind of be that superpower we talk about, like what's the magic pill? And we talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, but I think we can dive in a little bit more. Um, the point today for me to, I guess, just give to other people is that you need to understand your own emotional intelligence level where you're at and yeah. be willing to move the needle forward if you want to achieve greater things in your life and business. So it's this idea of, you know what to do. That's the IQ. Like, okay. And even if you don't know what to do in business, you probably could Google it. You could probably ask somebody. I mean, there's so many coaches and training programs and videos on YouTube. I mean, it would be very difficult to figure out, like, to not figure out what to do. But the IQ, yeah. So, so that's what I'm the IQ. To, what I'm taking away is IQ is like actually running the business. Right. And knowing, knowing what steps to do because you have the experience from it. Exactly. Okay. Knowing how to um, sell a product, knowing what scripts to use, knowing the foundations of you know business building, knowing yep. um, how to sell something or to train somebody on a concept or a product or a skill. That's your IQ. That's like you have an education around this. You have right. skills. EQ is your emotional intelligence and that's actually 
more identified by, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. The EQ is the not doing it part. And I actually say that to people all the time. It's like, we could sit on a training and I could train you what to do in real estate all day long. Which happens all the time. Which I do all day long. Yeah. (laughs) But you're still not doing it. Right. That's the problem. Why are you not doing what you know you should do? And the answer almost always is, I don't know. That's the problem. I don't know. Because they know what to do. So then it... Why aren't they doing it? Right. Okay. So that really is kind of the general concept. If you're looking at this um, show and going, well, what do you mean IQ versus EQ? It's getting yourself to do the things that you don't want to do. It's getting yourself to lead yourself. It's getting yourself to be disciplined. It's getting yourself to follow a calendar or a schedule or to priority prioritize things or to write a business plan or a life plan or to, you know, all the things we talk about in these episodes in order to be successful in business. It's the concept of, well, how do we actually get ourselves to do that? Because that's the difference, by the way, of someone that's super successful and someone that's not. Because we all have the same ability to learn the same things. We all have access to the same YouTube videos or the same training or the same coaches, tr- truly. Yep. Um, but some people are actually getting themselves to do it and some people aren't. So the reason you don't do the things you know to do oftentimes is because you're letting your subconscious mind make your decisions for you. You're not actually making active decisions. So you know you need to get up and do your lead generation, but you don't do it on a consistent basis because your subconscious mind is telling you all the reasons you shouldn't because you're going to be rejected. Nobody wants to hear from you. No one's going to buy anything. Why are you going to try to cold call? You don't know what to say. You're going to sound like an idiot. All of the things that go over your through your head, you can use this analogy for anything, getting yourself to work out. You know, it, the list goes on. And you're talking about subconscious. So you know, may not really recognize that those thoughts are happening. Correct. Most of the time you don't. You're just avoiding doing it. Because... You're hearing it, but you're not hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're like, well, I know I should do these things. I just can't get myself to do it. So you have to recognize the fact that you do have subconscious thought patterns that are holding you back. And so you've got to make a decision to actually move into active thinking and go, I need to get myself to do these things even when I don't feel like it. How do I get myself to? What sort of positive mindset do I need to get myself in? What kind of positive self-talk do I have to purposefully put into my mind to overcome the subconscious thinking that's actually holding my myself back? Well, you don't know how to do any of these things if you don't actually just start to understand how the mind works and understand that there is an emotional intelligence level that you have so that you can actually figure out where you are and where you need to go in your growth there. So I want to bring up this concept of when we say emotional intelligence, emotions, because, you know, for a long time, people would say emotions don't belong in business. I mean, if you've ever heard the saying in real estate, there's no crying in real estate. I always laugh about that. Um, I mean, we don't really want to be crying in real estate, of course, but that's not very professional. <laughs> but the point is, is that, you know, it was this concept like you have to be non-emotional. Like there's no emotions in business. It's just logical thinking. Um, as a leader, you cannot be emotional. You can't let people know how you feel. That's why oftentimes people will run around in business and actually be not profitable, but never say anything to anybody because that is not what you do. You just keep going forward. You grind. You figure it out. You don't tell your employees what's going on. You don't tell your, you know, you don't share that with anybody. It's this lack of transparency and vulnerability in business, and this lack of being able to acknowledge the fact that we are an emotional human being and we're going to have emotions whether we like it or not. Right. That you can't avoid it. It, it just you have them. So you have to be able to acknowledge them to move through them and actually move into a logical state. 
By the way, if you block your emotions, you actually block all of your emotions and it actually can be a really self-sabotaging behavior. And a lot of leaders have failed because they literally have been unwilling to acknowledge the emotions that they have because your emotions are what make you act. Whether you like it or not, they do, or they make you not act. So, you know, think about an, a reaction that you had in business before that was just based solely on emotion because you were irritated by something mad, bent out of shape, the ego took over, and it did not benefit you in business, and yet it was the way you reacted. We've all done it because oh, yeah. we're emotional human beings. Right. Oftentimes, though, we won't admit that that is what happened, and we continue to act the same way instead of allowing ourselves to stop for a minute, be okay with the fact that we have an emotion, because it's not a weakness, it's just who we are, and then be able to move past that, to move process into, it. yeah, process it, and then get, guess what, be more positively proactive in our conversation versus emotionally reactive. But do you know how many people literally don't... Like they never do that. And they are literally creating problems in their life and business because they're unwilling to admit that they have emotional reactions. It's just really that simple. When I'm wondering back to what you said, like that people discuss not having uh, emotions in business mm -hmm. is, do you feel like that's changing? Because I feel like that's kind of an old concept. You know, it also comes back in like the family life. Like yeah. there's a lot of... Um, there's a generation of people that just, you know, you don't show emotion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I just, I feel like that's not really the way things are anymore or things are transitioning. I think there's more people being willing to be transparent and vulnerable in business because they realize it does strengthen their relationships and it makes them a better leader. But I think that, um, we're only transparent and vulnerable when it's comfortable for us yeah. and we still let emotions drive a lot of our actions and we still don't want to admit that we do. Right. And that's just because we're at a certain level of emotional intelligence and we haven't graduated. We haven't we haven't studied enough. We haven't understood ourselves enough. We haven't worked through enough. Just like you have to when you're studying about a topic or an industry or anything else. Yeah. Because we don't realize that there's an importance there to even study emotional intelligence just like there is our skills or our trade or our it's business. Easy, well, it's easier to do the work on the trade or yeah. the business because there's so many examples of it. I think it's it, it becomes difficult to dive because it comes back to self-reflection too. It's very uncomfortable to um, reflect on yourself and to be willing to scrutinize yourself a bit and yep. realize, gosh, I'm a bit of a hothead. And be oh, honest with yourself exactly. about it. Exactly. Or gosh, I guess my ego does show up there. I always, you know, snap at my spouse when they say this to me. Apparently that triggers me. Like, does anybody really like to have their comp that conversation with themselves? Not usually. Probably not. <laughs> and if you don't want to take responsibility, it makes it worse because now you're putting it on the other person. Exactly. Yeah, because now if you start to become aware and you acknowledge it and you accept it, you actually have to make a change. Because right. if you do all of that and then you don't make a change, now you really look like a you-know-what, right? <laughs> so I think a lot of people um, kind of don't want to make a change. I mean, they do, yeah, but they really kind of don't because they know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be work and it's just easier to be who they are and do what they're used to doing. And so the, the front end of this is like, eh, I'll just pretend like it doesn't exist. But I can tell you that it's your impulsivity, it's your ego, it's your fear, it's your um, the things that trigger you, it's your impatience, it's your lack of willingness to understand those emotions in yourself and actually work through them that's going to stop you from growing your business because your business can only grow to the extent that you do as a human being. And if you're not growing as a human being and your emotional intelligence is a big part of that, you will literally just um, 
continue to fail forward in business things, wondering why these problems aren't solved with business right. resolutions. It's because they aren't business problems. They're, they're personal problems that you have that you are unwilling to- That are leaking to, into business. Yeah, and you're unwilling Which to work on them. kind of goes back to your uh, our discussion we had a few weeks back was like the integration between business and life, yeah. not work-life balance. Yeah. So I think you have to admit you have an ego. I think you, everybody does. And by the way, ego is not a bad word. It's, it's an actual part of your brain. Um, and you have to learn how to navigate through your own thoughts and feelings. You have to realize you have emotions. You have to admit that you have emotions. You have to admit that you're impulsive and you're reactive because you're a human being and human beings are emotional beings. And you have to be okay with it. And I think that the more that you can actually share that with other people in your business, when you go through something or you respond to something in a way that you're not necessarily as proud of, instead of just pretending like it didn't happen or brushing it under the rug like most of us want to because it's not fun to talk about it, these are the moments that actually strengthen your relationships and strengthen your leadership because you can earn such a deeper relationship and respect from somebody when you admit that you reacted in a way and you were trying to learn from it. And also, by the way, I think when you do that, you can also encourage other people to work through their own. It's just, you know, this whole concept of this is, I just want people to realize that this is what's holding you back, whether you understand it or not. It's even holding you back in your personal relationship because you're unwilling to work through some of the emotions that you carry from childhood. I, I read a book and they said, you know, the reason you have problems in your marriage is because you're bringing all your, tra- you know, your your ten year old traumas into your relationship, and you're unwilling to admit it. And I think it's really true. Um, we just don't want to work through our personal stuff because it's very hard work. It's very uncomfortable work, and it's not fun. And so we avoid it at, as at all costs. But we don't. I, I would say too, and I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but it's like um, working through some of those personal problems. A lot of people don't. I mean, I, I probably be one of them. Like, where where do you start? Yeah, it's overwhelming. Where do you start? And it's not like, do you go sit down with a, psychi- <laughs> a psychologist or, yeah. you know, like, how do you, I guess that'd be a question mm-hmm. for you. Like, what? where do you see people starting this process? Like, how do you work on yourself in, an, in a way that's actually going to make change? Because it is, there's a personal development's been mm-hmm. this huge buzzword where everyone's talking about personal development. Yeah. We read books about it, but- Reading books is different than implementing the change. Yeah. Reflecting on it and not changing, like you said, is that doesn't fix it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like somebody that just goes to school forever and then never does anything with what they know. They, yeah. they can't get themselves to execute. It's like I've talked to people who have told me, like, I just perpetually want to learn things, but I actually don't ever go do anything with it because I'm too fearful to. And so it's like they – it's the education is the excuse to not do Um, And there's a lot of people like that. They don't even realize that that's what's happening until one day they do. Um, I think it's the same thing in working on yourself is like, um, I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do. I'm going to read all of these self-help or self-development books and say I'm working on myself, but I'm really not willing to do the work because it's too uncomfortable, but I'm going to say it because it looks good. And, and, And again, most of the time, we're not actually we don't really realize that's what we're doing. So I'm not saying right. it to be, I was like that for a long time. We don't know that we're not doing it. I'm just saying that that's what we do yeah. because we're trying to avoid the hard work. Because guess what? Doing something in business, actually executing on something you learned, that's the hard work. Executing on the things that you read in the book to work on yourself, yeah. that's the hard work. So we've got to get ourselves to do things. So number one, I think you have to have a strong motivation for it. I think you have to um, want to change. You probably have something going on in your business or life that's just not uh, comfortable anymore and the pain is enough to make you move into some action. Yep. Most people that have made some major personal transformation in this area have had a breakdown before they had a breakthrough and I've talked to many of them and I'm one of them. So 
maybe you have to have some of your own breakdowns before you are willing to do the work and go through the pain. The other piece of it would then be you have to talk to somebody about it. So maybe it's a psychologist, maybe it's a maybe it's a therapist, but sometimes it's just a coach. Sometimes it's um, a spiritual advisor. I mean, I've had a lot of people tell me that they've talked to a lot of people. Sometimes you just go to your parents. Like a shaman? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you go to your parents and you go, you know, I got to talk to you about this. And apparently this bothers me still. I mean, who knows? Or maybe it's masterminds. Maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's groups of people that are coming together and Absolutely. kind of because they're all going to be, we all go through this stuff. Absolutely. I mean, as you're talking about this, I think I'm reflecting <laughs> on like where uh, where I struggle in these mm-hmm. areas, where yeah. I'm not doing the things I should be doing, even though I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So put yourself in the midst of somebody that does it, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes just seeing how they get themselves to do things will help you. But I think for me, I actually just started to talk to people about my struggles and I found people. When you start to focus on things, you start to see like there's some resources around you and people that can help you. you that just, reticular activator yep. in your brain. There's people around you that are ready to help you already. You just don't see them yet, that yeah. type of an idea. And then um, I did read a lot of books, but I read the books trying to really, with a purpose of Mm -hmm. actually really understanding what the heck I'm doing here, uh, what I have been doing and how I can change it. And one of the most impactful books that I read that I would highly encourage is Loving What Is by Byron Katie. I think I mentioned it in one other podcast, but if you are struggling with personal or professional relationships, um, you know, um, really any kind of turmoil in your life, if you've gone through a situation and you're really carrying it with you and you can't move on, it's probably one of the more impactful books I've ever read. And I would actually encourage you to listen to that book because she, um, she's the one actually, uh, you know, reading Reading it. it. And she actually does like, um, like calls with people. They aren't the real people, but she actually has somebody like she's walking through her system of how you can work through these. So So you're listening. Yeah. It's, I listened to it twice last year when I was doing 75 or a year and a half when I was doing 75 hard. Actually, I remember I listened to this book twice while I was on my walks because I was so fascinated with it. And the second time around, I actually was putting my own relationships in it. And then there's a worksheet. And if you actually Google, um, loving what is, you're going to see that there's an actual uh, page and there's a worksheet that you can actually do. To so implement that, these to things. To implement it. And I did it and um, I gave it to some coaching clients and there was some people that had some major, major ahas. So finding some of those books, the other book that I would say is really impactful is Personality Isn't Permanent by Ben Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. It's a really good book. I interviewed him on Facebook once about it. I had some of my own major ahas. I think that... Um, this was a book that helped me to realize that, you know, um, you don't have to remain the person that you think that you are. And oftentimes our identity is so embedded in it, but it's just a belief and it could be a belief that started 20 years ago or 30 years ago and we still right. can't let go of it. So I think that you have to find what you need to work on and then go find those um, resources and you probably will find those resources around you if you're actually serious about doing this. There's also a book called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership and this particular author um, also has some books about moving into consciousness and relationships and I think it's interesting because he talks to you about how you can move into consciousness and there's actual steps in every single chapter of that book and I started to write those down and actually start implementing the ones that I thought would help me and uh, honestly you guys, that those things that I did on my own actually really changed my life. Did they? Um, but I just believe I was at a place where I wanted to change so right. badly 
that I actually read the books and I did something with them. And that probably stemmed from some sort of pain yes. or fear or something. Not being able to live in the same way that you were living. Yep. You know, you have to make a change. Right. Like in business, if you literally cannot keep your business going the way it is today, you're going to have to make a change. Right. At some point, I think that you look at yourself, whether it's in your health or a relationship or just your happiness or whatever it is, and you just go, I don't want to live like this anymore. And then you have to just be willing to go look for something that can change it. So you'll practice moving into more consciousness. You can um, find a lot of ways. You could Google that and there's a lot of cool videos, breathing techniques, things of that nature. I think that, you know, just being more purposeful and in, in knowing that you can move from being a reactive person to a proactive person. And that's just planning and being prepared for your own reactions. So when you do your self-work, how did I react this week to certain people? Why did I do that? And how can I plan for that so I don't do that anymore? What could I do to set up some success in that relationship so I don't become so reactive and I don't you know, jump down their throat. What could I do to set more expectations for my clients so that they don't do this and then I react to it? You know, it's just like these little things that you could be more purposeful about instead of just allowing yourself to be so reactive to everybody around you. Right. Um, you know, don't shrug off your emotions anymore. Acknowledge them. Don't be offended by them. You're an emotional being. Let them pass through and then move into, you know, a choice versus a, an emotional reaction. Conscious choice versus emotional reaction is the key here. Um, I think talking through and growing through your feelings and thoughts with somebody like a mentor or a coach or even a group of people. Um, sometimes people find church groups, whatever it is. I think that you just have to start to um, be willing to have those conversations. And the last key that I want everybody to take away is just be willing to work on yourself as much as you work on your business. And I think that a lot of us feel like that's selfish and we don't have time. We've got kids, we've got a spouse, we've got, um, you know, all these things, our business to work on. Well, working on myself is going to be another thing I have to do. And it's, I don't have time for that. You, you can't afford not to because your relationships and your business are going to suffer if you don't. And you just have to think about it differently. I mean, you are your business and um, the, the relationship is, the conversation and if you can't figure out how to how to do that in a in a way that isn't reactionary or emotional all the time it, it, you're just not going to have what you want i have found too that if i am working on myself and and dedicating like for me it's my mornings mm. so i need to go to the gym i need to do the things for me yeah otherwise the days i don't i am reactive yes it's like if you don't control the morning where you dictate what's going to happen next you can't control the things that are going to come into your day no. or the things that are going to throw you off track but if you like for me it's like my phone's on do not disturb i have people that call me early in the morning mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not you will get a call back when i'm done yeah but if I don't and I react to it, now I'm going out of – I'm going – I'm allowing myself to not choose what my mornings can be like and I just allow them to dictate where my emotions are going to go. Yeah. 100%. So you got to figure out what you need to do. But I think a lot of it is just realizing that you do these things. You are emotional, you are reacting, you are impulsive, you are making decisions um, that are not active choices, you do have an ego. Yep. And if you're okay, and you do have experiences that have traumatized you, whether you like it or not, little things, big things, things that make you think about yourself in a way that then impact the way you act outwardly to the world, and to your spouse and to your children. I just think that we don't like to realize that that's the reality. And the second that we do realize that's the reality, it puts us in a position to make a change and we have to be willing to do the work. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, I, I, It's hard. I probably I feel like I didn't put a lot out there on this episode, but I'm sitting here reflecting on all the things you're talking about. <laughs> We're going to do another episode about what you thought about that and maybe we can get some comments on this because this tends to be a topic that a lot of people have a lot of comments on. Yeah, because mm -hmm. as soon as we're going through this topic, I mean, we all do it. 
100%. We all do it, and in, in not in just one area where it's it's going to be different for everybody, right? Yeah. It's whatever we're avoiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you're kind of faced with reflecting on like, oh yeah, I am doing this mm-hmm. here or doing that there. So, yeah. if you guys have any thoughts on this topic, make sure you go to our Facebook group. Um, drop a comment in there. We'll be posting this video in that group mm-hmm. um, once it releases. But we'd like to see your opinion. Where, mm-hmm. where do you, maybe you can share if you're vulnerable enough to share where you're struggling in certain areas. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah. And then maybe we could do a part two. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. And then if you guys have any ideas on topics you'd like us to discuss or guests you'd like to see on the show, uh, be sure to let us know and we'll see you on the next one. See ya.